too many false starts. He's already laughing. Just like Aaron Rodgers, we're back on the field of play. We too have somehow defied the popular science and we haven't been cancelled yet. Plus, our offensive line isn't going to let my Achilles snap. One step closer, Dave's going to smash you. What am I working with? Dan, you have to take a, a finger. I'll feel for you all. You can do that. You'll only lose by 20. <laughs> Week 13 rolls around in the NFL, and as we head into December, the most wonderful time of the year is upon us. No, don't mean Christmas, I mean spending days pouring over permutations for the playoffs. It's incredibly boring. How is that yeah, boring? Carol, you. <laughs> if anybody mentions Taylor Swift, it's a straight red card and a two pod ban. We got everything right. Last week, yeah, cruised it last week. Pretty sure I only got one wrong. Professional, one wrong. Unbelievable. I tell you what, I tell you what. Hello, yes, welcome along as the Otterpunts dissect another week of NFL action and look ahead to a monstrous week in the National Football League. Let's introduce you to the cast of Otterpunts, the Playmakers. First up in Birmingham, it's our resident grumpy Viking. Although, in the last few weeks, he's been decidedly cheerful, which I'm going to be honest, is very disconcerting. Evening, Dave Keane. Hello there. Yeah. Did I get everything right last week? No, you picked the Vikings, Dave. Damn it. Damn it. So close. You're a professional. One wrong. Uh, with me in Manchester, it's our resident Stato and Ravens fan, Dan Horton. Essentially, this is his favourite time of the week. He manages to escape from my sister for an hour, who he lives with, spend some time with altogether more reasonable human beings, and I'm going to let you decide whether or not that's true. Evening, Dan Horton. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah. You you need to deny this vociferously, <laughs> otherwise you're in trouble. It's you that said it. Yeah, no, I'm a neck deep. Christmas presents just gone decidedly out of the window. On the way, a look at the stories that caught our eye in the NFL this week. A full look to the weekend's game. Some, some fantasy advice with our friends at Fantasy Game Day app. And who gets the dreaded utter punt of the week nominations? In association with Beer Keller and endzonekit.co.uk, this is Utter Punts. Yes, hello, good evening, welcome along. I've already managed to upset the family, which is beautiful. If you can do that inside two minutes of a podcast, you're doing remarkably well. Uh, how has your week been since the live show, Dave? It's been good. Live show? Oh, yeah. We did a live show, didn't we? Yeah, that, that was, was last week. Yeah. good. <laughs> we will talk about this in more depth. Thanks for making it sound as memorable as it as it was. How's your week been, Dan? Yeah, once I finally got Dolly Parton's song out my head, I was, uh, it was a good week. Good, been good week so far. Uh, look, why don't we talk about that before we, before we move on to the NFL stories of the week? Because um, our evening at uh, Beer Keller in Manchester went brilliantly. Everybody seemed to have a really good time. We bought a gas of people along mm -hmm. there were another 60 or 70 people that were in the room too it was absolutely brilliant everybody like-minded watching the games together uh, and everybody had a bit of a laugh it was great wasn't it Dan it was good fun and the games were good fun weren't they which helped they were there's a lot, a lot of scoring scoring early on which means everyone got shots and wings which <laughs> made us very popular in everybody um, but no the games were good Packers won um, Cowboys look good. Dolly Parton, what more do you want? Uh, Dolly Parton, is, uh, as the halftime entertainment in game number two, had everybody on their feet and singing, and it it just it sort of ended the the, the show with the right kind of vibe, didn't it, Dave? Yeah, I mean that that was great. I'm sure everyone was enjoying themselves. I wasn't. I was still fuming about the Eagles team winning that contest. 
I don't know how that happened. Uh, so this was the NFL Fight Club game that we played that had um, a £25 endzonekit.co.uk voucher on the table um, f- for the winner. And somehow uh, a man took his shirt off. A fat man took his shirt off. And it, I mean, what a great sport he was, by the way. Yeah. Did an eagle impression on the stage and won the crowd over in spectacular fashion. And unfortunately, Dave's least favourite team in the NFL managed to go on and win our NFL Fight Club game. Unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, an all-bird team final, which wasn't a surprise. Not for you. Beer Keller, one of the best places to watch NFL. Uh, Whether you're in Manchester, whether you're in uh, Halifax, whether you're in Liverpool, whether you're in Birmingham or Nottingham, they are absolutely uh, fantastic. Right, we're going to do the news right now. So, a couple of little things that have popped up here. Um... Dave, do you want to go first with what spotted your eyes this week? And unsurprisingly, you've also picked your least favourite NFL team in the news section too. The Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's done him. <laughs> Beautiful. I can't even remember what my bit of news was. What was it? Would you like me to remind you? Yeah, I mean, I, this I, I love this. The fact that you sent it to me, and I've got to tell you what it was. Your piece yeah, of news was about the. I mean, you wouldn't let me lose it, use it, would you? The Eagles offense. Now that was for later on, and you came in too late because I'd already claimed it. Eagles offensive coordinator was your news for the top, mate. Oh yeah, yeah, but Ben Johnson, I believe. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting a little bit of flack from Eagles fans, mainly due to the slow starts, that kind of thing, but. Credit where it's due, they are actually doing really quite well in the second halves of games, pulling me out of the bag. And I mean, I supported a team last year that, that I don't support them anymore. Dan's right. I supported a team last year that, that won a lot of one score games. The, the Eagles are making it an art form, but the way that they're doing it, it actually seems sustainable, um, which is worrying for the rest of the league. But I'll, we'll talk more about them later. But yeah, I just, just noticed the fact that their fans are already getting picky because Eagles fans are quite possibly the worst fans in the are, world. They, are they getting nervous because essentially they've got they've got a monstrous game this weekend haven't they against the 49ers and, and maybe it's just oh we're not scoring as many points as we should do so therefore the offensive coordinator should get it in the net well they've got they've got two big games but they've had just had three big games haven't they so they've just beat the Cowboys the Chiefs and the Bills now they've got to play the 49ers and then the Cowboys again after that it does get a bit easier but they're they're watching teams like the 49ers teams like the Cowboys <laughs> blow teams away they're playing garbage, aren't they? The Cowboys have done well. They're scoring 40 points a game, but they've played the Commanders, the Panthers and the Giants. I mean, God, you should be able to smash them, shouldn't you? And the Eagles have had a much tougher schedule. And I think, for me, the sign of a good coordinator is that they're making adjustments in the game um, and coming through and winning the games and turning things around and, and winning games in different ways. Everyone keeps saying that the Eagles are lucky. They're getting away with Dak stepping out against the Cowboys, the missed catch from MVS against the Chiefs, the bad sort of game management for the Bills you've got to beat them they keep winning the games it's not it's not their fault that other teams are making mistakes and they're taking advantage and that's a good team um, but I think you're right the fans just want they always want more don't they they don't just want to win games they want to be the best game they want to win 60 <laughs> points to nil but it just doesn't happen this is the NFL it doesn't happen uh, I, I just I just think the Eagles look like one of the two best teams in the NFL we're going to find out who the best yeah. of those two teams are this weekend and we're going to talk more about that a little bit later on when we get to previewing the TV games um, 
it, it, that's going to be a, that's going to be an interesting one. We will we will deal with that later. What was your news of the week, Dan? Well, I, I love stats. So he's saying that it's very rare in the NFL that you get records broken. And Darren Bland, the cornerback of the Cowboys, who to be fair, no one really had. It wasn't a name on most people's lips at the start of the season. Has broke the record for pick sixes this year. Wow. Um, still got five games to go as well. Um, so that's he scored five. Um, and interestingly, there's lots of stats going on about who he's scored more touchdowns than. Um, he's only one behind C.D. Lamb, their star wide receiver. Mm, <laughs> he's only incredible. scored six. But ahead of um, Devontae Adams, ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, ahead of Justin Jefferson, ahead of um, all the Jets wide receivers combined. Wow. All the Patriots wide receivers combined and all the Giants wide receivers combined. And he doesn't even play on offense. So fair play to him. And he's got he's got a chance to score more, hasn't he, with the way they're playing? So Yeah, absolutely. But it takes some doing. It's not luck. Uh, are we seeing the emergence, Dave, of the great defensive athletes all of a sudden? So uh, now it's becoming more and more prevalent that we see these incredible plays being made on both sides of the ball. The, the athletes tend to go where the, the better money is, right? Yeah. You, you see that pattern for, throughout the game, uh, apart from our quarterback where it tends to be a different set of skills that, that, that tend to get employed. But... Pass rushes have been paid a lot. Defensive tackles are now getting paid a fair amount, particularly people who can get pressure on the interior. So it's just natural that everyone's going to gravitate, all the, the best athletes are going to gravitate towards the best route to, to earning a, a good living in the NFL and a sustainable living. And, you know, if you've got the kind of um, physical abilities to be able to compete in the NFL trenches, you deserve to get paid and entertain us by hitting people really hard. <laughs> yeah. the, the more we can keep that in the game the better it's a, it's a huge part of it for people and it, I understand that I understand that safety has to take some kind of um, box seat now as we go forward and we're trying to look after people but you know it's a tough game played by tough athletes and, and that physical contact is a part of it we're having the same conversations in, in many sports including rugby union at the minute where they're almost trying to take that severe contact out of the game and I'm just not sure you can do it and keep the product the same way that it is there has got to be a balance in some way shape or form I think there is and I think it stands out you get some really good play um, on, on the defensive side of the ball and then you get idiots like Kareem Jackson who's just been suspended for four games for deliberately hitting people in the head and tagging people and it stands out like a sore thumb these days it didn't used to as much um, you used to be, have to really sort of slow it down to mm. see it but now it's it's obvious when someone's targeting and they need to be kicked out of the game uh, I thought we'd have a quiz for you two oh good yeah I know how much you love playing these games geography but it's, is it uh, tough luck no it's about yeah. the NFL yeah. oh, which okay. you know well that, that, uh, that helps um, essentially I know you both absolutely detest them but they work really well for social media so you're just going to have to put up with it so here we go I need the, the top five receiving touchdown leaders of all all time okay the top five receiving touchdown leaders of all time you're going to take it in turns the person that gets the most number right wins the game that makes sense okay dave you get to go first no randy moss uh, is correct yeah jerry rice is also correct one each is correct Two on to Dave. Oh, God. There are two left to get. They're tough. You've got the three really obvious Calvin ones. Calvin Johnson? No. Mm. Oh. Dave, door's open. Larry Fitzgerald. Is incorrect. Door is oh. back open for Dan. <laughs> 
What a random one. Antonio Brown? No, Antonio Brown isn't there. You've got... Uh, Oh, yeah, I know. Two, yeah, I've got one. two left to go. Dave, the door is now ajar for you to take the lead. 2-1 to you currently. Can you extend your lead? Can you get to three and make I it impossible know. for Dan to come back? It's not... Chris Carter's not... Oh, there. Chris Carter is on the list. Chris Carter is on the list, and Dave Keane takes the points out of this Marvin one. Harrison? Uh, Marvin Harrison yeah. is the last one. Yeah, Marvin Harrison is the last one. Absolutely. Bravo, Kino, well and fantastic Googling from that end. Beautiful. Uh, he didn't look very pleased me when I suggested that he might have cheated his way through that. Did you... Was it completely all ab above board and honest? Who, me? Yeah, you. Mate, so honest, but I didn't even think you were talking of me. Oh, no. Ah. Um, uh, the last one, for those of you that might have been wondering. So the list was Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Ty Tyrell Owens, Chris Carter and Marvin Harrison. Uh, we'll have another one of those games next week, and I'm sure that you two cannot wait for that to happen. Good. Can I just uh, thank Jack Reed for reinforcing the greatness of... Uh certain wide receivers in our interview with him last week yeah now this is where that came from this is brilliant and well done for for teeing this up um so we had the pleasure last thursday uh, last wednesday of talking to the former minnesota vikings wide receiver uh jake reed and he was absolutely brilliant you and ollie had a chat with him kino we are going to try and get the full version out for you in the next seven days or so so keep an eye out uh, on the social media channels for, for those coming. It's Otter Punts on all of the social media channels. I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Uh, in a sentence, Dave, how was it talking to him? He was a, a very cool guy. I mean, obviously, he's, you know, best mates with my nephew, apparently. So it, <laughs> he was, it, was, it was nice of Ollie to introduce us, right? Um, and yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it was an absolute pleasure speaking to him, listening to the you know, conversation he's having with an English 18-year-old lad. Um, it, Truly inspiring guy, and um, reinforced the fact that hard work is is what gets you anywhere in life. So, yeah. yeah, absolute dude, amazing. So that will be up for you, and we're we're thinking potentially around Monday. So uh, keep an eye out; we'll get that out for you as quick as we can. Uh, who wants to talk about the stock market game? Okay, it has yeah. unfolded. No, I don't. I don't. But this is now unfolded in the way that I was anticipating that it was going to unfold from the beginning of the season. For those of you that don't know what the stock market game is, at the beginning of the season, we all picked four teams: one team to perform worse than they did last season, and three teams to perform better than they did last season. For every position higher in the rankings they finish, you get a point. Or if you've picked them to do worse, every position lower than they finished last season, you get a point. I have been clinging on by my fingernails. Unfortunately, the Washington Commanders have now completely stitched me up. So they're currently 12 positions worse they're so than they reliable were normally. last season. <laughs> um, but they've completely stitched me. So uh, as was anticipated at the beginning of the season, I am plumb last with six points on the board. But the you two... The U2 are now only separated by eight points. Now, bearing in mind at the beginning of the season, that margin was close to 30 points between the two of you. Dan is currently in the lead on 32 points. The bulk of those coming from the Detroit Lions, who are uh, currently ranked fourth in the NFL, which gives you positive 11. But actually, Steelers... 
doing better. They're six points better off. Falcons are eight points better off. And the Vikings are seven places worse than they were last season. They were who you picked to go down. And therefore, you get seven points from them. Mm-hmm. Dave, though, has come storming back because mm-hmm. of the Denver Broncos. So the Broncos this week are currently 17 positions better than they were last season. Add the Browns who are 12 points better off and what you've got is Dave within eight of Dan and that is exciting for the stock market game going into the end of the season. Celebrating being within eight points, right? Is that what we do? Is that where we are? No, well, no, yeah, no, considering... I, I know, it's like, oh, we only lost by a score, it's fine. Considering I'm not within 18 points, I, I think it is worth celebrating. Yeah, but the Browns Eagles are goosed, aren't they? The Browns are no, goosed, aren't they? Because they haven't got a quarterback and oh, Miles Garrett's oh, now injured, so... I mean, it has increased your chances, what, with, like... Both it hasn't, it's decreased yours. Having, Mine were fine. And, and the Vikings not having... Uh, well, I don't know, actually. I still don't know. We'll see what happens with the Vikings, but... Well, um, we do know. <laughs> we might sneak the playoffs, and if we do, we'll get pretty much the same position as last year, mate. <laughs> That, which is, I mean, it's fair. Uh, you can't argue with it. Um, we are going to talk about the first lot of TV games in just a second. Before we get there, uh, this is the point of the programme where we talk about Fantasy Game Day app. Our friends at fantasygameday.app, if you want to visit them online or head to your app store, whether it's um, iTunes or Android, search for Fantasy Game Day app, all one word. Um, it is a daily UK fantasy app where you get yep. to put a team in you win points and there are cash prizes on offer it's seven pound fifty to enter a team and if you register using the code punts p-u-n-t-s then you will be able to get a free seven pound fifty there next time so you put your first seven fifty in and then you get seven fifty to put in again the next time uh you two have been doing all right you're getting closer mm. and closer to potentially winning some cash prizes especially you dave i noticed that you were only a well a terrible performance away from from actually winning some money this week, weren't you? Yeah, thank you, Adam Thielen. Uh, should never have brought in for your statement that you were not past it. Nah. Uh, or the best wide receiver struggle occasionally, eh? And yeah, anyway, so cross. Point two points from him. Had it been bog standard, I, I would have been in with money, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, which brings me nicely around oh. to who you would recommend and what position you would recommend them in this week for the Fantasy Game Day app. Dan? Yeah, so I'm looking at the running backs, and I've got Zach Moss uh, for the Colts. A uh, couple of reasons. He's only at £3,600, which is £3,000 lower than Jonathan Taylor, who's out for three weeks with a broken thumb, um, and they play for the same team. So Zach Moss will take over first-team reps, and when he has done that earlier in the season, has scored a lot of fantasy points. So he's cheap, and he will be their lead back. He's also cheaper than players like Devin Singletree, £2,000 cheaper than him, and £2,000 cheaper than... Um, players like Alvin Kamara who've got really tough matchups so for me a cheap option at running back or flex £3,600 get Zach Moss in he's a lead back nice Dave who are you going with? it's a really good shout uh, Pat Frymouth who was uh, 3800 last week I haven't yeah. checked to see how much he is this week uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers tight end basically now that their old OC has gone uh, it does appear that Kenny Pickett has realised he can check it down to a tight end rather than a running back and uh, they're at least moving the ball forwards rather than sideways so yeah uh, Pat Frymouth really good value at the moment when he's on top form and he's being utilised as he should be he tends to score decent amounts a decent amount of fantasy yeah, nine, nine catches and 100, 100 yards last week for free nice. and he's only £3,000 Dave so he's, he's a great pickup. you're right yeah. absolutely brilliant uh, for all of the details head to Fantasy Game Day app for more information don't forget always gamble responsibly and if you feel like you might need some help head to begambleaware.org at any time right before we go any further I want to tell you about our title sponsors endzonekit.co.uk they are 
belting. It's well worth a visit. Here's a bit more info. Utter Punts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kits a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favourite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. Uh, use code PUNTS at checkout for a 15% discount. They are wonderful people. We love them very much and we are very proud to have them involved with this podcast. Uh, right, let's move on, shall we, to the previews. Uh, Denver Broncos at Houston Texans is the Sunday 6pm game. What a rock and roll fixture this is. Um, NRG Stadium is the venue and that's about as much interesting. No, I've got a little bit more. The Broncos D under 23 points in the last six games. They are going to make life difficult. Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by this game. Like, yeah. I'm actually interested and kind of pleased it was picked for the TV. Um, Texans have, have got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league right now. In CJ Stroud. Up, yeah, and, that's, and he's going up against a defence that is a terrible bunch of human beings. <laughs> They like to hurt people. Bad like men. People know that they're there. Uh, Vance Joseph, isn't he, I think, who's the, yep. uh, the, the DC. And he's doing a, a, a like, they started slowly. They have 70 points put on them by the Dolphins. But it, it can happen. I've, I've seen former professionals talking about the fact that you can meet a team early in the season, absolutely hammer them, and then you meet them again later in the season. And it's a different team with the same players. You wonder what happened there. Um, and the, they're definitely playing things tight. Russell Wilson uh, is looking a little bit less like he's on the set of Weekend at Bernie's. Do you remember we had Ben Roethlisberger going through that? And it looked like Russell Wilson, who turned 35 the other day, um, he's going through something of the same. But he's uh, he's at least brought himself back to a point where... um, where, where he's looking like a QB who can function in the league still. Yeah. Somebody else is going to have to speak. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure I can talk. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, you're right. And the, the Broncos have looked good. They've. Uh, my concern about them is that they're they're very basic on offense. So Russell Wilkins executing well, but he's executing the seven and nine. Um, Drew Brees, no arm strength. Offense, so everything's under seven, seven, eight yards, which means they're keeping the ball well. Their defense is fresh. The defense is making plays. But their turnover difference has been stunning in the last three games. So they've, yeah. I think they've got seven turnovers in the last three games, and that's just not sustainable. It's not something that happens uh, week in, week out. So um, they'll need that against a high-powered Houston team because I think I think if you score twenty odd points on the Broncos, they're struggling. Um, so. I think you're right, but this, for me, this comes down to the coaching staff and who you really want to root for. So who do you want to make the AFC playoffs? Do you want to see CJ Stroud, you know, not uh, Russell Wilson. Ryans uh, and the ex- Tank Dell and the exciting Houston Texans wearing bright red battle jerseys or, you know, Sean Payton's 
and Russell Wilson's Broncos. It's no, it's a no-brainer. The whole world should be rooting. Let's ride for Houston. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to disagree. CJ Stroud, you've just mentioned him, Dave. His stats have been absolutely brilliant. Last week alone, three hundred and four yards, two touchdowns in Week Twelve. He goes from strength to strength. He's exciting. He he brings a level of unpredictability to that offense, which is absolutely brilliant. It's actually what people want to see. The reason that everybody loves Patrick Mahomes is that you never really know what's coming next out of Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not comparing the two of them, but CJ Stroud has got a little bit of that about him where you never really know what's coming next. And he's, he's never out of a play, which is, I think, what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You're, and you're right. Even if you think you've got Mahomes boxed and cornered, the, the ball comes out and what you do know you always know what's happening he's going to find somebody and they're going to be open he's going to get the ball to them uh, and Cedar Stroud has that same he hasn't got a great supporting cast you're talking about Tank Dell good route runner but a rookie no you know n- n- Nico Collins that, that these aren't these aren't he's top making class. Nico Collins look good exactly and this is what Trevor Lawrence did last year when towards the end of the season Lawrence had Zay Jones and Christian Kirk looking like Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson and it's just about timing yeah. and confidence he's putting the ball right where it needs to be and he's got the confidence to do it the way he moves in the pocket is, is glorious to watch and watching I know we're talking about Lawrence but watching Lawrence v Stroud is just really exciting I think for if you're an AFC South fan which has been in I mean, it's been dog shit for a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. Sorry. But it's it true. Has. But now, you know, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, um, Trevor Lawrence, Will Levis maybe. I mean, it's, a, it's looking like a decent quarterback division. So I, yeah. for me, Houston are the team on the rise and I, th- I hope they take care of business of the Broncos because yeah. I need them out there in the bin. Just a, just a note on Tank Dow. What a rookie season. He's having 47 yeah. receptions, 709 yards, seven touchdowns. Not bad at all. Uh, let's move on to potentially the tastiest fixture of the weekend. It is the 925 game. Pick it. Come on, what we're picking? Oh, I thought we'd already done that. Like, it no. was pretty obvious, wasn't it, that everybody was picking the... Well, I thought we were all I'm picking the Texans, Texans, isn't it? But they've well, definitely got to pick the Broncos, have not it? Well, you not talked about it at all. Well, I gave you the fir- I gave you the first the opening stat. Don't give me that. No, no. Hold on a second. You don't get to do that. You've had us crying about your weekend at Bernie's line. You don't get to come and say I've not even had a chance to talk about that when you led this off. Behave yourself immediately. Weekend at Bernie's. No, but we haven't picked the game. Is my point. Oh, uh, that's not quite what came out of your mouth, though, was it? No. Woe is me. Oh, you haven't let me talk about this one. (laughs) Are you all right, Lou? No, I'm very ill. (laughs) Very ill. Um, (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry. Who are you you picking, Dave? Oh, yeah. This is the beauty of the stock market game. I have no reason to pick the Broncos at all. I hate both Coach and the QB. I don't quite like Rennie, but... Like, the only real reason I'm picking them is because I've got them in the stock market. Yeah, okay, good. So, you, 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 okay, I get it. So, he's going Broncos, we're going Texans, right? Yeah, man. All right, now we've picked. Are you happy that I move on, Dave? Is you that all right with you? Uh, Dan, can I just check with you, Dan? Are you okay with moving on now? Authorised. Okay, cool. We can move on then. This is Thank not you. a democracy. It's a dictatorship and neither of you are in charge. San Francisco 49ers at Philadelphia Eagles. Producer Bell's in charge. I'm not in charge either. Uh, I got shouted at by him when I moved on without doing the picks. He looked at me underneath the light that's in front of us here and went, you've not done your job, sunshine. Um, Similar team. So I'll give it the intro again. <laughs> Ish. Uh, <laughs> We uh, this potentially is the the fixture of the weekend 
that will have the most number of eyes on it. It's the one on paper that is the most glamorous. It is the two best teams in the NFL at the moment taking on one another, 49ers at Eagles on the 3rd of December at 9.25. I get the feeling that, and we've spoken at length, Dan, about this being best roster versus best team. Yeah. Is it the best game for the viewer this weekend? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's the one. Absolutely. I mean, if you like, if you like NFL football, this is this is the game you want to watch. This is probably the best game of the season. It's probably the most anticipated game of the season. The Ravens aren't playing, so no stress anywhere else. Sit down and relax and watch this because this is on a bye week too. Beautiful. Yeah, this is this is the two best teams oh, in football. Viking. I think this is the team that you know the squad that has the ability to keep churning players out and keep grinding results against the probably the most star-studded lineup in the game uh, and playing really well so it's, it's a real clash of styles there's a bit of beef after last year and the, and the playoff game last year where there was you know the Eagles were playing up against a team without a quarterback at one point for, for sort of three quarters of that game and, and definitely ran the score up a little bit um, they could have easily sort of, sort of packed it up and gone but they, they hammered the 49ers they put them in the turf um, so the 49ers are coming in with a real chip on the shoulder and I think in the form they're in with a chip on the shoulder with a healthy team against a pretty banged up Eagles team it has to be said Fletcher Cox left the game last week he may play but is he 100% he's so important on that defensive line Lane Johnson probably out again this week on the offensive line for Eagles so their strength their absolute if, strength is is weakened by that if he's available Lane Johnson that potentially is the big key matchup isn't it Lane Johnson against Nick Bosa yeah, certainly Eagles Eagles offensive line versus the the pass rush and the, and the pressure from from that front, and it's not just Bosa now. It's they, I mean they're coming from everywhere. Dave, Dave Young. Yeah, um, is it? I think the backup might be called Hutchinson, but I'm not 100 percent convinced on that. Uh, but yeah, Nick Bosa. He, even if Lane Johnson does play, it's not going to be 100. percent So Dan's mate Nick is clearly going to absolutely have a great game. Um, did you see Debo Samuel? Uh, in the preseason, basically said that Bradbury of the Eagles was trash, and yeah. Bradbury was asked about it this week and was very level-headed about it. Um, but it's been made fresh once more. That's a little bit of a rivalry. I think Debo is potentially quite fresh because he's not played all uh, that much this season at all. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I think McCaffrey's going to have a big game, uh, and I think that the 49ers are going to go out looking to make a statement. And I think that they're going to get away to an early lead. Uh, the Eagles are going to tighten it up. And then it's going to finish by one score again. Interesting. Um, uh, for me, this is this is one of those where I go back to the, um, the advice that Dan gave me, which is if you can't separate two teams, find the best unit on the field Good. and go with that one. So yeah, I do listen to you mm -hmm. sometimes. And I have a funny feeling that that San Francisco... O-line with CMC in it and the accuracy of Brock Purdy who is currently topping the charts uh, you said this to me at our live yep. show didn't you that mm -hmm. he's currently the most accurate quarterback in the league that feels to me like the best unit and therefore if I was going to put my money anywhere it would probably be on the 49ers is that is that sensible given that the Eagles are at home I don't think home field advantage matters that much when you're when you're at this level because because you know the way things are going this is the NFC Championship game Samson's going to have to come here again because um, even if the Eagles and this is the other thing with it the Eagles can sort of afford to lose this game um, 
and even they can then even afford to lose against Dallas the week after because their run after that is much simpler than Dallas's, for example. Um, so the Eagles can lose this game and they can lose next week's game against Dallas and still be okay. Although it does make next week's game against Dallas basically a battle between maybe a potential battle between one seed yeah. and five seed because uh, they're both going to the playoffs. So they've got they've got they've got a life which I think does matter in these things so will they be going all out or will they just be trying to gear up to get the number one seed and play this again at home when they're a bit healthier maybe um, it's difficult to back against a team that's won 10 games at home against anybody isn't it it's difficult to pick that um, are the 49ers the best team yes I think they are will they win no I don't think they will Ooh, Dave I'm torn I mean we did kind of well, I went that way last week with the Jags and the Texans. Was it 10 wins in a row or something? Yeah. yeah. So it is fun when they pay off. Just saying, no, Dan. Um, wow. Um, but, um, so no, much no. beef on this pod right now. It's better about the yeah, I'm enjoying I'm, I am a little bit. Uh, but anyway, more about you taking a picture of it and sending it through because Man United drew Galatasaray over football. I was I'm provoked and I responded. That's what you would um, expect. What was scoring? Like Sounds like no, you got exactly what was coming. Yeah. I, I've completely, completely lost. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the Eagles 49ers. God damn, hate the Eagles. Come on, the 49ers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Like, I, 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 I want the 49ers to win more than think that they will. Having said that, the Eagles have been going through a really tough schedule. They're either going to be battle hardened or slightly worn down. And I think that if any team can test them, it is the 49ers. Lies, damn lies and statistics time, ladies and gentlemen. You can twist these to make them sort of work however you want. The 49ers pass defence at 15 interceptions this season. That's the best in the NFL. They have allowed a 77.1 rating for a quarterback. That is the fourth best in the NFL. Jalen Hurts, who still might not be quite a hundred percent, which we're going to talk more about in, in just a second, might well struggle against that 49ers pass defense. They're also holding running backs to 3.9 yards a carry. That's the 11th best in the NFL. I just, it just feels like this might be going San Francisco's way, especially when you chuck in that the Eagles pass defense really struggled against Allen last week, 339 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. And I just, I just think that maybe with the chip on the shoulder as they're going in there, the Niners might just have enough to take this one. So I'm going Niners. I think you're right. And you look at it and go best. What's the best unit in the game? We've spoke about that. What, but the opposite of that is what's the worst unit in the game? And it's the Eagles secondary. Yep. So, it, Brandon Ayuk, Purdy to Ayuk is the much more. People talk about Samuel, they'll talk about Kittle, they'll talk about CMC. The Eagles can oh, take those away, class. they can stop the run. Certainly, they're a really good front, even without Fletcher Cox. I don't think there's anybody that can cover Brandon Ayuk. No, I think no. he's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. For me, Niners win. Ayuk is going for a big 150 and maybe two. Cool, Dave. For who you picked? Yeah, I've gone with the 49ers. Okay, interesting. We've gone clean sweep 49ers. You watch the Eagles absolutely spank them. Now we've all done that. Um, we have the Niners a favourite. I don't get that. No, I, it's, a, it's a little bit odd. Just blunt for them. Maybe so. it's maybe it is the you know everybody's looking at the Eagles thinking they might be a bit banged up that they you know you look exactly as we've just done we've assessed it and we think to ourselves actually the Niners are in a better position to go and win this, that game. This is in this has the potential to be a blowout 
in favour of the 49ers. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the potential to be a blowout in the favour of the Eagles. So it's either tight. It's either a tight game that the the Eagles win, or it is. I think I can see it being 47-10. Yeah. I mean, right, I can okay, see so them just going absolutely unleashed on them. Yeah. Interesting. That's nine twenty-five on uh, Sunday evening. Sunday late game is the Chiefs at the Packers. Um, this one at Lambeau. <laughs> Who went first last time? Dan went first last time. Dave, you get to go first this time. Yeah, Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes, two yeah. of the best young quarterbacks in the league. I really hope that, that, that Love doesn't turn out to be another franchise <laughs> quarterback for the Packers. But he's showing flashes, and to me, he's processing a lot better than he was at the start of the season as well. Um, it might just be that they're adjusting the offense to him, and it, there might be a counter-adjustment as people adjust to what they're doing. I hope so. Um, I think the Chiefs uh, wide receivers last week showed a little bit. We saw Skylar Moore um, finally show some of his potential. When he came out in the draft, he was uh, pretty much in the top percentile for everything in the athletics department. He was just a smaller player. Um, So I was expecting him to potentially be a little bit a little bit more like Steve Smith rather than not really appearing for the last couple of years. Uh, but he, he had a little bit more involvement last week. And then Rashi Rice, uh, rookie wide receiver. I didn't spot him in the draft and I pay a lot of attention to it. So he's a great pickup. Um, and like for me, yeah, he looks he looks really, really, really good. Um, I want the Chiefs to win. I do. But the Packers have been looking better. Uh, their wide receiving calls also picked up. They've they've got uh, a rookie tight end who's putting points on the board for them as well. So yeah, they're kind of looking up too. So yeah, I hate football. Uh, I think this is interesting. Jordan Love, 268 yards and three touchdowns on Thanksgiving. I hate football too, um, but not American football. Uh, Patrick Mahomes went 298 and two touchdowns. This is a struggling Kansas City Chiefs offense this season. They've not been anywhere near as fluent as they were last season. And Jordan Love appears to have found a little bit of a groove. This could be quite an interesting one to watch. Yeah, they looked a good team on, on Thanksgiving, didn't they, when we watched them, yeah. uh, and a complete team. I, I do worry about their defence. Um, I think the pass rush got to the Lions and got put Jared Goff under pressure. We know what happens when you put Jared Goff under pressure, he cracks. Um, I don't, the same same does not happen with Patrick Mahomes. The more you pressure him, he sort of seems to like it. So um, I think their strength will be outdone by the Chiefs, and I think it's I think it's going to be a turgid game. I, I, I think both defences will play well. I think the Eagles are still finding themselves. The most important team news, though, however, is... Taylor Swift going. She's back from Rio. If she goes, Could Travis will go for 150, important. touchdown, and the Chiefs will win, won't they? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it works. That's what we need to know. Is she there? Is she not? What's she doing? Taylor, Taylor if you could just know. drop me a text and let me know one way or the other, that'd be really handy. Thank you. Um, and then we can, you know, make I'll a, pick a after her, I know that. All right, once, no, once, she, once she drops me a line, I'll let you know. She's going, that. Chiefs win. Kelsey touchdown. Dave? Can I wait until after Taylor Swift gets back to you as well? Of course, uh, you'll be waiting until, <laughs> well, could be a while. Uh, I don't know whether or not to pick it with the logic of the Chiefs are still one of the better teams in the AFC and the Packers are a little bit meh and it should go the way of the Chiefs or on the logic of the worst possible result for my Vikings is the Packers winning. Um, but I'll go with logic, I'll go Chiefs. Oh, it's my Vikings now. It's my Vikings. Turn that, turn that straight back around. It's like your it? Bears. Hot than you cold, you yes than you no. Uh, they were all our Bears That's on not Monday. Taylor Swift, is it? What? And then you're right, you're up, and you're done. No, that's not no, that's I thought. somebody else. That's Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Yeah. Uh, Poor man's Taylor Swift. Yeah, you're you're wrong when it's right, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, the whiskey and lemon <laughs> has gone straight to my head. Um, 
Who did you pick, That's Dave? more Madonna. <laughs> well, Whiskey and Lemsip. <laughs> Sounds more like the Rolling Stones. Who did Whiskey in the Jar? Lots of people. Irish Rover. Yeah. Dublin, I suppose. Any, I mean, it's, it, it's beside the point. Who did you pick, Dave? Is it? It is. Uh, it's completely unnecessary, and I've allowed this to get sidetracked okay. through not paying attention. I'm going to ask you for the fourth time, Dave, and actually let you answer this time. Who did you pick? Katy Perry. Katy Perry. <laughs> Over Taylor <laughs> Swift. Any day. Psychopath. Absolute psychopath. Which one? Me. No, 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 no. Don't answer that question. Libel and slander on the cards. Who did you pick? Chiefs or Packers? I've achieved, mate. Okay, well, good. You're picking... Yeah, I'll go Kansas City. Okay, I'm going to go Green Bay because you two have gone Kansas. Why not? Just like to be controversial. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else to say. They'll get the one seat. Worst five minutes of ever. Yeah. Worst five minutes ever of the pod, says producer Andy. Tough luck, is a stab. Yeah, he has. He's turned you right off, which yeah. is funny. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah. I appreciate well, we that. Need Thanks, producer. Uh, yeah, the worst worst five minutes of your producing career. That's what mm -hmm. that was. Uh, right, let's. Do we've definitely done worse. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have. We've probably done worse in this podcast. To be fair, uh, coaching corner this week. We've gone with injury report. There was a couple of things that we could have done this week. We actually decided to follow up on something that we mentioned last week. We're going to do cadence next week, yeah. but it's the injury report this week, and this is getting really interesting because the NFL is sort of starting to clamp down on players that haven't been put on the injury report um, when they're clearly injured. Burrow. Um, hurt. Um, but can you just explain what the injury report is, why it's there um, and its purpose in general? Who's going to take this one on? Every of us. This one's easy. Yeah. The injury report is a list which which each NFL team has to release three times prior to the game that they're playing, unless it's a short week, and I think it's only twice, where they basically name what players have got an injury and what their practice status was. So if they practice in full, then it's full practice. If they take part but don't do everything, say, for example, the quarterback didn't actually throw, then it'd be a limited practice. And if they weren't going to practice at all, it'd be did not practice. They also estimate it if they're going to do walkthroughs so that they are basically keeping people up to date and they have to report every single new injury. And that's maybe where it's open to interpretation. What, that if it's not a new injury, they don't have to report it? They've already it, technically it, reported it, yeah. Yeah. And if, for example, they can get themselves to a point where they're doing full practice while they have that injury, then in theory, that injury is no longer worth reporting because it hasn't impacted them. Who checks up on this? Like, can you just say yeah. that your quarterback's going through full practice when actually he isn't? Uh, no, the league, the league, the, the league does have officials at, at training camps and, and at training sessions uh, to monitor it and to see sort of that people are telling the truth. And it, it comes, it always comes out. There's a couple every year. Um, Hurts, Jalen Hurts, he's injured. He is not 100 percent so. fit, but he's practicing in full every week. So actually, he doesn't need an injury designation. The re and the reason the NFL are so high on it is they want complete openness and fairness they sell this product to the tv companies mm -hmm. and it, it is the most expensive sport in the world it makes more money than anything else um and it's based on the tv rights so if if they flex in a sunday night football and it's eagles niners like this week eagles niners and all of a sudden on sunday morning jalen hurts he's out because he's been injured all week or he leaves the game he suits up but he never starts the game um the tv company's 
they're not happy because people turn off and it's a, it's a product and we've talked about this before why did the NFL do certain things everything they do is to sell the product of the game which makes it great to watch and a great spectacle but it means that they they are so stringent on making sure that product is absolutely brilliant they're a journalist to dream the NFL because yeah. it, once you're in you get every story there's no hiding it so for example you can take some you can take some um, stock here from what's currently happening in the Premier League where Premier League managers are reticent to tell you what the injury is that the player has, how long they're going to be out and when they might potentially be back because they don't want to give away even the slightest hint of an advantage to anybody else. You only need to look at, um, let's use Luke Shaw at Manchester United as an example. Very careful, Eric Ten Hag, not to um, give too much away on Luke Shaw's return. Gave just enough to keep everybody from asking too many questions, but didn't necessarily say, yes, he'll be back and he'll be able to play from the start against Everton, for example. And, and what I find really interesting here is that the NFL have gone in the opposite direction and actually the governing body want you to have that story. They want it to be available. They want people to be talking about how teams are going to play with the injury problems that they've got because it just generates column inches and broadcast minutes. Yeah, pretty much. And the, the different designations that they've talked about, you've got questionable and, and then you've got the practice designations. And you, you go from questionable to doubtful. Um, and questionable can, can be a game-time decision. So you'll know it's going to be decided. It's going to work out before the game and they're going to decide if it's going mm. But they tell you that two days before it's a game-time decision. You've got, um, I think there was a player at the weekend, I can't remember who it was, who was doubtful going into the game and played. And I think he's the first person with a doubtful designation to play for about 14 years. Wow. Um, and so they'll investigate that because there was a, they were led to believe he wasn't going to play because there's something like a one in 10 chance that he plays and he plays. Yeah. So they, they investigate that the other way. Um, Interesting. And it's, you know, things like fantasy and betting, they um, want to make sure it's fair. Look, we are running out of time, so we're going to have to move on, but loads more to, to talk about. If you've got anything that you would like to hear us have a chat about, get in touch with us on the socials. Just search for Utter Punts Podcast on any other major social media channels and just let us know what you would like us to talk about in Coaching Corner. Right, moving on to the second part of the preview. Cincinnati Bengals at Jacksonville is the Monday night football game. Cat team, cat team, Dan. Yeah, one with a quarterback and both its eyes and one with no legs, no tail, no tongue. Um, so... Have they, have they defanged to the Bengals? Is that what is that what's happened? Joe Burrow's defanged the Bengals, mm -hmm. hasn't he? Uh, with his bad wrist that was never injured before and it was brand new when he had against the Ravens, obviously. Um, no, I mean, this looked like a great game, didn't it? Probably yeah. a few weeks ago, uh, Bengals were coming into form. Burrow's looked like the best, like an MVP candidate. The Bengals looked like the best team in the AFC and the Jags were on a, a five-game winning streak and now the Jags have gone absolutely trouncing because the Bengals are rubbish. Dave? Um, what Dan said, like, without Daddy Cole... The Bengals are anything really, apart from the fact that Jamar Chase does appear to try to make it a routine to make sure that potential interceptions turn into receptions for Jake Browning, which last week I think he caught two tip pa yeah, passes. Right. It was a remarkable performance from him. Mm -hmm. um, and long may it last. I love the guy, but I can't see him doing too much against the Jags. Although the Jags did have an emotional win, and, and maybe the Bengals rally for a week or two behind Browning, but. 
It's a very big ask. Uh, one of the stats picked out this week that the Jags are 6-0 and when the real Josh Allen has more than half a sack. He's playing well. So if he's got half a sack or more, the Jags are pretty much nailed on to win. He's playing well at um, the minute. If you're wondering why we call him the real Josh Allen, it's because he won the Josh Allen derby and therefore he gets the title of the real Josh Allen. In Twice. fact, if he wins it one more time, mm -hmm. Josh Allen is legally obliged by Utter Punt's law to change his name permanently. Changing his coach permanently if they carry on. Yep. Um, is there anything else left to say on this one or, or are we better off moving on to the next terrible game? Uh, just yeah. a side note, really, on the Jags. Captain Duval was invited to the Houston game. Um, so Captain Duval is the other half of Endzone Kit, right? Yeah, Simon from Endzone Kit. So he, was defeated. he went back Bit over off. to Houston, and, and they're still undefeated when Captain Duval's been in the game. Wow. So if they get into the playoffs, this could get really interesting. Really interesting. But they're, they're going to have to hire him. Yeah, the Jags have got some <laughs> difficult games to come. Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens, Jags in a couple of weeks is a massive game for the AFC playoffs. But the Jags should have far too much for Jake Browning. Lovely. Um, that's going to make a brilliant YouTube short. I can tag them in as well. So thanks very much for that, boys. <laughs> uh, uh, who are we picking? Are we all going Jags? Jags. Jags. Yeah, Jags. Jags. Uh, New England Patriots at the Schittsburg Peelers. Um, Friday the 8th at uh, quarter past one. So the Thursday night game. Um, Dan's walking out. Is it? I mean, it's that bad, isn't it? The Patriots really, really are rubbish. They're that bad, they've just been flexed out of Monday Night Football in a few oh, weeks wow. against the Chiefs, believe it or not. Uh, they're that bad that they've, they've subbed them out of that game, which is just tells you how they are, how bad they are. They're awful, absolutely awful. And it's another absolute tee-up for the Steelers to go and get their 10th one of the season, probably, because they've got the Cardinals this week. Um, and they'll be top of the AFC North come next Friday morning. That'll be a joy. Pick... Uh, <laughs> Pat Frymouth on the Game Day Fantasy app, so at least you've got a reason to watch the game if you've got insomnia. I, I mean, I that's just... not for this game, but... <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I get it. This is one of those games that... Um, it's, that it's, it's just a struggle to find anything nice to talk about because the Patriots are so bad. They're so bad. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have very few redeeming qualities. No, no I disagree. I, I disagree on that. I think the Steelers are starting to round up into a very good team. Uh, their defense yeah. has played well all year. Their second has got some holes, but their front is good. Their running game has started to look good. I think they're top 10 offense since week seven or eight. I think they've really rounded into form. And last week, they went over 400 yards for the first time. What I would say about the Steelers' offense, 16.5 points per game, 28th in the league. Yeah, not the last Yards five per game, Yeah, forget that. 26th in the league. Yeah, that's great. But that's over a season. If you look at the trend the last five weeks, they're one of the best offences in football. Um, so they've turned cool. it around and it's vital. They're now playing well. And if they were winning games and they were playing badly... They've now got a run where they play Jake Browning on Sunday. They've got the Cardinals this week, then the Patriots, then the Bengals again without Joe Burrow, and then they finish with the Ravens. They've got an absolute cakewalk to that last game. Um, and they're going to make the playoffs. They're probably going to win the AFC North. They may even get the one seed. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I've got, two, I've got two questions for you. Yep. The first question is, Dave, is it worth staying up for? Um... But I, I, okay, so New England Patriots were dominant for so long, right? And when they first lost Tom Brady and they started to lose a bit, there was, there was almost schadenfreude in the fact that you could enjoy watching the Patriots lose. Now, it's almost like watching Bill Belichick's legacy slowly unravel around him. And I find it painful because he is one of the greatest coaches of all time. The tandem with Brady was the best coach 
quarterback tandem that there has been. But you want the ref to stop it or the corner to throw the towel in, right? Uh, mate, that's a great metaphor for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the refs, I don't. The refs, no, I don't. The refs not going to stop it. To to the, that, that, the ref that, isn't going to stop it. That wants him out on his shield. But to, <laughs> but to follow, but to follow the metaphor through, at some point somebody's going to have to throw the towel in for him because he's not going to walk. So. Nobody wanted Bobby in Karate Kid to win and not not get it. Did they? They wanted him to get battered. Yeah, um, we needed the, that the crane kick. Bobby, to connect. Yeah, yeah, they're Bobby. Um, that I, was an I illegal think, kick. Here's a here's a here's a tip for you. Don't care how illegal it was. It was brilliant. Have you? Whoa! You Cobra. You guys haven't seen Cobra Kai, where the the, the kid from that is the hero and the the karate kid's now the bad guy. So it brilliant. should be. Uh, here's a tip for you. The next Patriots winning coach, head coach, will be Jared Mayo, not Bill Belichick. Ooh, sensational behaviour! Uh, right, we need to make a pick. We are running out of time. Who are you going with? Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, Mike Tomlin with sunglasses on. Steelers. Beautiful work. Right, um, bet to the week, boys. Uh, Steelers. Bet to the week, Dave. Oh, bear with me for two seconds. It's right, Dan. Yeah, I've got a little four-way this week. Pittsburgh to win, Detroit to win, Atlanta to win, and the Jags to win. Uh, 3.7 to 1. Nice, 3.7 to 1. Have you found your piece of paper? I found my phone. Good stuff. (laughs) Well, now you've found it. You've got to tell us what it is. All right, mate. All right. Uh, (laughs) Keep your hair on. Um, Debo, At least I've Debo got Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm covering the bowl. Um, Debo Samuel, uh, 49ers to score against the Eagles. I like that bet mainly because of the Bradley beef. Uh, Alvin Kamara to score the touchdown against the Lions because they're not looking that great at stopping the run recently. And Kamara is a deadly guy, uh, particularly in the red zone. Uh, and then Calvin Ridley, um, even though he does occasionally allow the ball to bounce out of his hands, his room running is supreme. And I do expect him to get open against, as Dan described, uh, pretty poor Bengals defence. Any idea on the odds? Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, as of the treble, 12.52 to 1. Good. Not that, can you? No. Say that all day long. Uh, this is about to happen. Which means, <laughs> well done for the faux there jump. I like that. You have to continue that from this point onwards. It's time for Utter Punt of the Week nominations. Uh, I've seen a couple of these. They're already brilliant. Dave, do you want to go first? Yeah. So, basically, my, my Utter Punt of the Week. I nearly took yours, man, just for shits and giggles, mate. I'm so sorry. I, if you'd have done that, I would have been sad. <laughs> Anyway, right, so I'll, I'll, I'll go to the original one that I spied. The, the only reason I was skating around this was a little bit of um, uh, trepidation around um, legalities, but it's okay, I'll just re- read a quote. Brett <clears throat> Favre is now appealing the dismissal of his defamation lawsuit versus Shannon Sharp. Yeah, that's Here's fair. a quote from the judge. Uh, no reasonable person listening to the broadcast will think that Favre actually went into the homes of poor people and took their money, that he committed the crime of theft, larceny against any particular poor in Mississippi. Um, Sharp's comments were made against the backdrop of long-standing media coverage of Favre's role in the welfare scandal and the state's lawsuit against Favre. Listeners would have recognised Sharp's comments as rhetorical hyperbole. So... Brett Favre being an evil human, but not only that, making me sit here and defend Shannon Sharp. Thanks for that. 
hyperbole, but we were nearly there. Who's he's not upon? <laughs> what? Brett. I think it's Brett. Brett I think Brett Favre. Brett Favre okay. No, I was Look, say it was the judge. I, I, the fact that we got through <laughs> that. No, no, no. I, th- no. I think we got through it safely. Let's not call the judge and not upon of the week. I think that's probably a step too far. Dan, who are you going with? Yeah, long winded. Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. I, I, I think he's in dangerous water. He already yep. lost his defensive coordinator, which was his hire. Um, the closest of this great Bills team, and they have been a great team of the past three years, has been to making it to the Super Bowl and winning it, was in the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago against the mm-hmm. Chiefs, where they went ahead and the Chiefs came back with 16 seconds left on the clock with no timeouts and scored and knocked them out. On Monday night against the Eagles, they had the Eagles where they wanted to be. They allowed the Eagles to move down the field. With 20 seconds to go, they blew a timeout trying to ice the kicker, which, by the way, doesn't work. It actually makes them more likely to kick the ball yep, if you actually yeah, do use analytics yep. um, he's called a 59 yarder the the Bills had 20 that means they had 20 seconds left and one time out they should have had two and they took a knee they didn't even try and win the game they were happy and patient and happy for it to go to overtime wow. and that is negative as you're going to get yeah. and with your, play, with your quarterback playing as well as he played I felt so sorry for Josh Allen on, on Monday night he played out of his mind against the Eagles team and he didn't deserve it and, and I think he is for the gun Sean McDermott yeah I think you're probably. And he right. looks like Richie out of um, Happy Days. That was a really great shout yeah. when you consider the fact that Josh Allen could probably have got enough yardage if what? you called a QB draw. He needs to get 35, he needs to get 35 yeah. yards in 20 plays and two timeouts. Look, yeah. he's absolutely right. They're definitely worthy of an Otter Punt of the Week nomination. My Otter Punt of the Week nomination is this story, if you've not seen it. The NFL have banned the camera operator Kevin Fitzgibbons for allowing Tyreek Hill to use his phone as a prop for the viral backflip celebration cue anger across the piece lebron james has gone absolutely nuts at the nfl for fire or for suspending kevin fitzgibbons for allowing this to happen my nomination for utter punt of the week is kevin fitzgibbons you took the job you knew the rules you gave your phone to a player when you weren't supposed to do that you deserve everything that's coming your way i hope they never give you your job back utter punt of the week see you later Uh, I thought I think the kid's done a really good job of turning it into a career, mate. He's already like made himself a million followers on Instagram. <laughs> good, 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 good for him. But he should never get his job back as a camera operator. There are rules. If we don't stick to the rules, then we've got chaos. It's past it now, though. He can do backflips and stuff on Instagram. I saw a video. He's, he's, he's all right, mate. LeBron James is in the Nick Bosa family with my um, social media, so I can't say anything bad about LeBron James. Oh, so you... I, I love LBJ as well. So he's right, so I, I side with LeBron It James. doesn't mean that he's right, and I think he would respect you more for standing up for what you believed in no, rather than kowtowing to him. No, he wouldn't. Uh, Otter Punts. <laughs> you don't know him. You don't know him like I do. <laughs> You're not his like that. It's all love. Otter Punts will be back next Thursday. Keep an eye out for the Jake Reed episode dropping in the next couple of days. We will see you next week. <laughs>